What is up, guys? You are listening to Walking in Faith. I hope you have an amazing day, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're doing good. I'm so happy that you're able to tune into another episode. Um, I heard a lot of good feedback for episode number three, and uh, just uh, the level it was at, as well as just the, how do I say this, the intensity. So, we're going to keep doing that and just keep pursuing like that. But like I said, I hope you have an amazing day. And if your day's about to start, I hope you have a great day. And if it's nighttime you listen to this, I hope you have an amazing night and that your day was good. But let's jump right into this. So today we're actually going to keep this one short. Maybe let's see how long it goes. But um, we are going to go over your questions again. And man, let me tell you all that I've been praying about this relationship series and it's going to be coming this month. I know when, I'm just not going to say when, probably a little bit closer to the day comes, I'll mention it, but like I said, I'm not going to give advice based on myself, I'm going to give advice based on what I heard, and what married couples have given me as well, the biblical word, because I don't want to mislead you, as well give you advice in a space that I'm learning into, but let's simply just hop into this, so, um, the questions today are going to be, let's say, well, all of them are personal, but this one is these ones are gonna be a lot more into depth about like things about me. But man, I would love it if y'all gave questions about just specifically like I don't mind anything. Like I really give questions about anything, honestly. But anything that you have thought on or curiosity on in your walk. But I love the questions about me because you get to know who I am and I get to express who I am as well let go things that I've never really opened up to but um I want to learn you guys though like share some things about you guys and what you're going through and what your walk looks like and just how the advice or just anything that God's word could speak to you in my podcast that's like what the main thing I would like to say about is man this podcast is not for me it's for you guys and so I just want to say thank you for even tuning in once again I love you all but um let's get back on track so let's see what is one of the ones i picked out earlier and these are great questions that i'm getting to so let's hop with this one or hop into this one what do you need to increase a peace in your life Uh, i don't know if i've answered this one already but honestly i just think it's um my time management (laughs) i know back when i was doing school uh serving and, and work i mean i'm still serving and going to work but with school tied in I could not time manage like it was so much and I'm simply like if I don't get my manage not manage if I don't time it like get my time right I'll cram everything into one and barely rest so like that's actually let me rephrase that I think rest is the most increase I need in my life I'm constantly on the go I'm constantly moving and I know I know how to uh like rest and everything so, like, for example, I know how to sleep, of course, like everybody sleeps, but the true definition of resting is like, you know, actually resting, not doing anything, no any work or like that. For me, I kind of grew up always on the go and doing things. So when I do not do anything, it kind of makes me feel really lazy. And I got that guilt feeling that I should be doing something. But God has been showing me the the path of resting and the things that I need to be doing as well. Just take him back and let him move. And it's kind of been one of the be- biggest blessings I've took granted a long time ago. Thinking that rest is not needed, but rest is like the, like I said, the biggest blessing. And I am taking advantage of it because 
<laughs> it's giving me more time to spend time with God as we'll just learn a lot of things about um, who he is and what he can do as well. Let him minister to me even more. But that's one of the biggest things I need to grow into in my walk and just understanding um, when to take a step back. And I want to say that to all you guys out there too. Please don't burn yourself out. If you get, if you have a lot going on, please take a deep breath and backtrack a little. It's okay to take a step back a little bit and process things as well. Understand that your mental health and your soul and your spirit needs rest. And you're like, just your mind in general. I know we're always on a go. We're always on a, a movement, especially in this generation, that we need to do this and do that in order to seem like we're making it in life. You are making it in life. And don't worry about it. God will provide everything. But do not drain yourself out because um, I rested you is better you, quoted by my pastor. And so and that's the truth. You got to get your rest. You got to be able to move in a way that God wants you to move, but in a healthy way, but as well full, fully rested. That's why we have Sabbath. So like I used to go to the gym like six days out of the week. Um, I tried to, but I took a step back and only make it five days out of the week. So. I don't go to the gym on Wednesdays or Sundays because Wednesdays is our youth nights and I'm serving and then Sundays is church and the Sabbath day. So I stopped doing that. But every other day out of those two days, you would catch me at the gym. But please get your rest because it's big time and you don't want to drain yourself because I went like six months of constantly working on the go, um, not even getting myself to sit down and have time to even process things. And it's taking a toll on my body heavily like heavily because i remember uh in october one week i did not get no rest and i was it made me so sick like i couldn't even honestly like open up my sinuses nothing i could barely sleep like it was getting bad mm. but yeah please get your rest like that's the biggest thing i have would like to give information or just advice on to you guys just rest your rest is the biggest thing um Let's hop into another question because that one was pretty quick and I love them. Like I just love, I love these quick questions because it, it let things go, but I can go into depth with them and just carry up on them. Um, where has God been faithful in your life? Man, can I just say a whole life? Like I know that's kind of vague, but my whole life, God has been faithful in your whole life. God has a point in the ending of a beginning in the ending and he always started somewhere and y'all don't realize that God started when you were born. So to have a, to have a God and to have a father who is so faithful to stick with you all the way through your whole life, even though you made so many mistakes and um, need the guidance and it will still always be there in the time of even when you walk away. That's what I call faithful. And that's what he's been faithful to me is that he's been there my whole life, even with me not even noticing it and me even stepping away at the beginning of my life that I simply just went on my own track. He was always still faithful and still watching out over me and making sure I was taken care of. So that has been one of the biggest things that why I serve and why I follow him because the love he gives to hold on to you and not let go, even though it probably hurt him, it probably, not probably, it did. You know, what the things we do, it hurts God, but he loves us so much that he does, he, he endures it. So like, that's probably one of the things that, like I said, makes me stick around and continue my faith and help encourage others because God is always with you no matter what you go through and what it are you're experiencing. He's so faithful that he'll help you get through it and that not even make you go through it, but he'll take it for you. Like he would take that cup for you, especially on the cross, like that faithfulness to even 
love us that much that you endure our suffering and our punishment so we can stay everlasting with you. That's what I call faithful. So that's one of the biggest things God has been faithful in my life for. Just everything. <laughs> like everything, man. I used to think that in the beginning of my walk, or not in my walk, the beginning of my life, it just even navigating through all the tough things were, man, like the end of the world. Like I used to get so like down on that stuff and just beat up. But when you take a look back now in this position you're in, it's how far God brought you in to his into the life that he's called you. It's like, man, how did I get through that? And it was by the grace of God that no matter, like I said, what you go through and experience, God was always there to carry you. I don't know if you all heard the reference about the feet on the sand or the footprints on the sand. Like there's, so there's always going to be two footprints on the sand. So I think the story goes like there is a guy walking on the sand and he always saw two footprints and he was always telling God, like always asking God, like, man, you're always there. You're always there for me. But then when it got hard, he always saw one footprint and he's like, see God, when things get hard, you're never, you're never there. You're never there for me. And God replied, those footprints, the single footprints are not yours, they're mine. Because the times you were getting hard, or the times that are hard, I was carrying you through them. So I want you all to know that God is always there with you and that he would never forsake you or leave you. He's been there for everything that you are going through and everything that you're going to go through. And he's going to guide you through it. So if you're having a tough time right now or even just having the battlefield of the mind right now, God is going to take care of you. Don't worry. Simply give it to him. Put it at his feet and let him take care of it. I, I like to do this. When I'm beginning my walk, I the biggest thing that my friend told me was like put it in God's hands. And so for me, when I have to think of that, I take a deep breath. This I just take a big deep breath. And I imagine the pictures of like Jesus' hand or the hand of God. And it looks like literally God cupping his hands together. And I was always say, God, I'm putting it in your hand. Imagine me putting my worries and everything inside his hands and him just taking it away. And every time I thought about that, it just cleared out my mindset and just everything that was going around me, the worry, just the anxiety, all this other stuff. And I want y'all to realize like those feelings, like worry and anxiety, depression, that's all spirits. That's all literally like spirits that are trying to manipulate you, the enemy trying to manipulate you, trying to convince you to feel this way. It's simply just spirits in the spirit realm trying to get to you. I want you to know that God did not bring the spirit of fear or any of that. He brings the spirit of peace and joy. And so when you experience that and put everything in God's hands, those things will flee immediately and they will not come again. Because like, quick little testimony for me. I used to, and, um, I used to suffer with, uh, with depression and suicidal. So there's been a couple of attempts where I committed suicide and I never told anybody. And I told my mom for the first time that I almost committed suicide a couple of times. And man, you know, it hurt her. And it hurt me too because I would go through that stuff. I was constantly depressed. Um, I experienced uh, depersonalization. So these depersonalization is that you see everything in third person and that everything around you is not real. And so I used to think that my siblings weren't real. I used to think that what I'm walking through in my life was not real and my parents weren't real. Like I used to really think that. And um, get to the point where like it didn't tell, it didn't matter how many times you told, like you told me you loved me and how many times you. Uh, would do this for me I simply did not believe it and I couldn't grasp myself that I was living in a real like real life and reality that everything I'm walking through and everything I'm doing is just like <laughs> it was not meant to be so I'll like for example 
Um, I mean, I can't even give it an example because, you know, God freed me from that. Glory to God. Like, I can't remember what it feels like or even experience or think of what it felt like. But I suffered through that so big. Like, they always told me to go to therapy, go do this, do that. But I was like, no, I don't want to go to therapy because I didn't want to be on meds. Like, I just didn't want to be on, like, on anything. Because, like, why would I go see somebody who has personal problems with their own life and they're trying to take care of mine? That's how I saw it. And medicine and taking medications like i'm not just you know despising everybody who takes medication like i'm happy that you're getting your health but for me personally i did not want to do that i don't want to be on a medicine to make me alternate my moods and make me forced or force me to be happy and i couldn't do that um but yeah i suffered through that because through like the abuse for many years and just as well getting caught up with the wrong crowd like i just really suffered with depression i always felt like i was alone mentally even though I wasn't physically, I always felt like I was alone. So getting into that spot of letting God in and who he is, he was so faithful because no matter how many times I felt that, God was still there and he would not let me come to the concept of actually taking myself out. And he, even in those points where I almost did, there was always that feeling like, no, don't do that. Don't go out this way. And just kind of like encouraged me to like, um, don't give up. Like there's, it's just in that moment that you feel like this later on in life, it's not going to be like that. Your life is so much precious. Uh, like it's just really, your life is so much worse than you think that there's so many people that love you, even though it may not seem like it in your own perspective, there's so many people that love you. So if you're like suffering through depression or just anything like that, I want to let you know that it's, it's going to get better and that there's people out there that love you. I love you and God loves you. Most importantly, God loves you. The man that created you. And so I rebuked the spirit of depression and suicidal and torment, and I bind it up and cast it in the pits of hell because that's no longer here for you. It will no longer be there for you, for the blood of God is on you, the blood of Jesus is on you, and Jesus came to save you. So I want you all to know that what you're going through gets better because I experienced that, and I experienced it deeply. And I'm telling you, like I said, it gets way better, so much better than what you would think. But that's how God has been faithful in my life. And has been able to let me navigate through my own problems, but do it through him. And so, man, that was a good question. I really appreciate that because that opened up a lot of things that most people probably didn't know. So, yeah, <laughs> um, let's hop into another question. That was good. That was good. I mean, I love answering these questions from you guys because, like I said, it just get, lets me get deep into topics that you know, a lot of people won't talk about. Um, So... How to fight not only the enemy, but against your flesh. Mm, that's a good one. Um, I got scriptures for these as well. But the biggest one I would say is fasting, fasting and prayer. So if you look at Mark 9, 29, this is when the disciples were trying to cast out that evil spirit inside the, the individual, but they couldn't do it. So Jesus had to do it. And they asked Jesus, why can we not do it? And Jesus said, with this, you need fasting and prayer. Actually, let's hop in there. I got the word in front of me. Um, it's not as big as I I got a little sticky notes and I wrote the names of every book and I put it in my Bible. So it's like a little tab so I can pull it up super quick. I said AC. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but right here. Um let's read from let's read from twenty five to twenty nine. So let's start. When Jesus saw the people come running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto them, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and brought him sore came out of him and he was one as dead insomuch that many said he is dead but jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he, uh, 
And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind of came, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Man, I kind of struggle with that. The KJV be kind of getting me sometimes, even though I've been reading it for so long. But this shows that anything you're going with in your flesh needs to be done through, you know, prayer and faster, faster, praying and fasting. So like literally fasting and praying and seeking God will constantly kill your flesh and not only kill your flesh, but give you guidance in anything that you're seeking for and will let your spirit literally like burst out and grow so much into who it is literally like he is like the spirit. He's going to flourish once you let him take control. Another scripture I'd like to give is Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. So let's hop in there too. I'm telling you, these tabs are amazing because it gives me the chance to even just grab them, flip to it so quick. And man, it's good, good, it's good, it's good. God is good. Uh, what did I say? Thirty six twenty six. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. No, get in there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, right here. Perfect. Man, I'm sorry it took a while, but. A new heart will also give you a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you a heart of uh I will give you in a heart of flesh. So God, even though your heart is a piece of flesh, you know, we all have those parts of that are stony and they're just rugged and just need work on. So God, when you let the spirit flourish and you kill the flesh, God will take that stony out that stony out, that stony heart out, and then put a new one in so you could feel everything. So, for example, like I said with myself in the recent episodes, that I was so stone-hearted. Like, I never, like, liked anybody. I didn't like nobody. I didn't want to do anything with nobody. I just wanted to do my own thing. And if it didn't go well, and if you did something, I would literally flame you, like, roast you so bad because it was just funny to me. But once I got saved, it made me realize, like I said, like I said it made me realize that, these are the people that Jesus also died for, and he made him so unique, and he loves him just as much as he loves me. So that's the reason why, like, accepting Christ and letting him change you within and just letting the Spirit take over, it's unbelievable because I would not be in this position that I am without him and having a heart like I have without him either. And this is also being on fire for God because a lot of the times uh, being on fire for God and people think that, the walk with God is always perfect, that we've always been perfect, and that God chose us. No, I'm telling you right now, every leader you see, every person that you see in ministry or in walk with Christ is not perfect. We are all sinners, and we all fall short of God's glory, and that is said in Romans 3.23. So, yeah, like, we are not, like, perfect, I'm telling you. We are not. We're not perfect at all. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, another scripture I want to give on to that is 2 Corinthians 517 and i'm telling y'all if once you get into word and start like getting depth with this stuff it comes to mind like the spirit just really ministers to you and it will literally tell you about all the scriptures that he needs you to read or just even show you what to speak upon in times of need like for example if you're ministering to somebody or just even talking to somebody and they're asking for help the spirit will let you will literally let you or speak the words that he's speaking to give a word to somebody and help them in their walk and so that's the one thing I really love because I don't remember a lot of scriptures, but I try to like, I remember a lot of scripture. I put a lot in my heart, but there's some that I just can't remember, but the spirit will remember it and let me use it in time of need. But second Corinthians five seventeen, 
It says, let me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So you being you accepting Christ and taking him and pawn your life in your heart, you're made anew. You're made new. Like your flesh is simply like, I would, I'm not going to say new because flesh is flesh. It's not going to come with us to the afterlife. But your spirit is made new, meaning that your spirit is fully aware that what it is and who he is and what God can do. So your flesh, like I said, will constantly be a battle with your spirit because it knows it's new and what it can do and what it can carry. So your flesh is going to fight against it. And so to kill your flesh, like I said, you need to you need to fast. You need to be in prayer. You need to constantly just read the word and just move in the knowledge of God, meaning as renewing your mind. Simply like renewing your mind is a way to put it as in what am I what I'm about to do right now? Does it honor God? Does God want to hear this? Does God want me to speak this? Um, and those type of thinkings in the type of situations you're in, that's what we're doing in your mind because sometimes we get in the spot, like I said, we all get conviction and nobody really feels it. And that's a heart posture. For me, I feel every conviction. It doesn't matter. So we're playing White Elephant at my church for Christmas and I could not steal a present on White Elephant because that conviction I had, it was just the action of stealing something. It convicted me because no matter that it was stealing something in the game, it produces a fruit or a seed that could slowly grow into action and stealing something later on in life because you think stealing is okay through a simple game. But that's just my conviction. Like not everybody gets to have that conviction, but that's what I have. That's why I like I'm I I just like to be so in tune with the spirit that the smallest things they get to me because I just simply don't want to disobey and grieve the spirit. And so that's why I just like I always gotta follow my conviction. But another one I like to give is Galatians 6, 8. Man, I got a lot of scriptures, man. We are going. The Holy Spirit is just speaking to me. And like I said, before this podcast, I was simply doing, I was studying and just make sure that what I was reading, the questions I was reading as well, the information I'm going to get is simply through the word. And so the Spirit was literally me bringing me to these scriptures and picking them too. So I'm like, man, thank you. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. I just had to crack my neck real quick. Sorry. <laughs> Um, what did I say? Six, eight. It says, for he that soweth to his flesh shall only, f sorry, let me restart that. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life and everlasting. So everything you do that has to do with this flesh and that choosing the flesh, like lust, um, material things, and just like anything that your flesh craves and you follow for it, it's going to build up your flesh to the point that your flesh is going to be strong. And it's going to be hard to kill it. But if you do the things of God in the spirit of choosing what is right, what is right and what is wrong and following your conviction, it's going to kill your flesh to the point that your spirit is going to reap you righteousness and just reap you everlasting because you know the wisdom of what to do and not to do. And being in that standpoint of knowing what to do and not to do, it's amazing because it shows that not one God is working through you, but it shows that you're in tune with the spirit to move freely with him. And that your obedience to it is not going to only bring you righteousness, but it's going to bring you so many blessings that you did not even imagine. And how much it could touch others too to see your actions of following the Spirit and how your obedience in the fire that you have to even spark a fire in them. So simply just knowing what's going to, what's for the flesh and what's for the Spirit and choosing, okay, you know, I don't need this, but you know, my spirit says don't do this so i'm gonna listen to my spirit and not do it 
And once you make those choices and slowly renew your mind to that, it grows. It literally grows inside of you to the point that it just, it kills your flesh. But simply, fasting and prayer is the biggest thing. A lot of churches do a 21-day fast. And you can simply do a fast on your own. So you don't have to do it with anybody. Um, it doesn't matter. You can fast for anything. But I simply do food and sometimes social media because social media can be a big hindrance to people especially in the walk because we're so like in tune with our phone that I honestly think that us being on our phone a lot is idolatry that you simply idol your phone so much and you're on it that you can't put it down to have time with God and I see that as idol so me I'm barely on my phone I'm only on my phone to promote you know the podcast or just even talk to people who have questions but other than that you won't catch me on it um but man simply just choosing what is right and knowing what the spirit wants and simply getting in your word that's what will kill the flesh even more it says that the, the word it's a double a double-edged sword that's literally what it is and it says like i said in ephesians 6 that the sword is the biblical word and once you have your sword man it will cut through your flesh and that double-edged oh my gosh a double-edged sword can cut through anything through bone joints whatever it will slice through everything so like getting into that is simply follow your word get into it and listen to god and i think a lot of one question that we also brought up today in high school is like okay how do i know what god sounds like it's not my thoughts and like i said in my last podcast episode i'll put it like this say you wanted to do something or want to grab something your thoughts would be like okay i think i want it but god's god's voice would be like and it lines with god's word it lines up with his word as well but god's word would be like Okay, you think you want it, but here's why I don't think you need it. And this is what, you know, it goes and elaborate. God will speak to you and give you elaboration or sometimes he would just give you a word, but it's so peaceful and it's so quiet. The enemy, the enemy would just be like, go ahead and do it. Just It will push you to do something wrong. It will push you and it will just speak lies to you. For example, like you could be having the best day today and the enemy be like, man, you aren't worth it. But God's word says you are worth it and that today was made for you. And I give you a new day. And that's how it sounds like. So in the time of knowing when to listen to God's voice and the time of when, it's just simply being still. And knowing that God speaks. God simply speaks. For me, sometimes it could be through music. It could be through his word or just through a person. Somebody could literally give you a word by God or God could speak through a person. And it could be about the whole situation you're in and you won't even know. You'd be like, what the heck? Like, I did not tell you about that. But God told him that. So that's like the one thing I can say that's going to help you understand who God's voice is and just being able to navigate through all of it. Um, Let's find another question. Um, Oh, here's another one. What is your main goal besides going into ministry? Is there anything from the past you're still working on? Okay, so me, I'm going to be for real. (laughs) I love ministry. Like, even though it's hard, it could be sometimes with the kids and just... How difficult time management can be. I love ministry because when I feel so peace at church, I simply don't like leaving church because it's just like I feel so in peace with it. Like I feel like I'm really just getting able to sit there and don't even have to worry about anything. Like time feels so timeless at church and I just know that God is there and that every problem I have, like it's going to be okay. And so when I'm there, I'm like, I want to stay there all day. Like I even asked my pastor, like, can I sleep here at the church? And he was like, no, you cannot sleep here at the church. 
And I'm like, why? Because he's like, you can't. We have security. Like, the security alarms and everything will go off. You cannot sleep at the church, but I don't want to because how peaceful it is there. But ministry, like, I choose to be in ministry because, you know, the love of God and the love of kids. I simply love the kids, man. The kids has just been a blessing to even hear their testimony and what they're walking through because I know that what they're going to be walking through or what they're walking through is what I've already been walking through or already done. So knowing that God is working on the next generation and who they are is simply the best thing like you could possibly think because like myself, I want kids for myself. Like I really want kids for myself. I want like four kids. Um, I possibly even would adopt one too. Like that's my biggest thing right there. But just kids in general, like, Seeing as such an innocent soul be corrupted by the world, it it hurts because I'm like, nothing has nothing is your fault. Like you did nothing wrong. It's just the world that does it to you. And I'm so sorry that the world does this to you. And seeing that there's so much more for them and that God brings them more than just a temporary or seasonal thing. And that the enemy will try to get them with like drugs, drinking, you know, fornication with women and lust, or just both ways, like seeing that from a perspective of being an older guy like an older uh man now and just being in the age that i'm at it's like man i am sorry like the enemy tries to do this to you but who god is god will do anything and god wins so i'm gonna join the good side which i like <laughs> choosing the good side is simply like i don't know how to put it but i just choose god because i love god and i'm not choosing like um the good side because I know it's good, but no, it's because I love God and I know it's good. That's what I'm saying. But is that I love the kids so much because they're such under like a huge attack and they don't even realize it and that there's so many things getting normalized. And me, myself, I don't want my kids to get into a spot where they think that everything's okay. But and a lot of these kids don't, they come from a broken home or they come from a place where they can't even speak about their feelings. And I don't be that person to help. But I've always been that type of person to help. Even though I'm bad, I was a kid, I always would help somebody. And I, cause I know it was like, you know, the right thing to do but in the times of when i'll be mean like i'll be mean but um i just simply love the kids and that's why i'm in ministry like yes for do things for god because god's called me to it but for the kids like i love them so much um god has brought me such amazing group of high schoolers to teach and even speak life into even though sometimes it could uh, seem like it's not working but that seed is being planted and i love it because they listen even though it may seem like they're not they are listening, I know that they're the seed I planted is working in them, but man, I just love what God does and the love we and the love he brings. And like I said, take somebody like me and you speak to a younger generation. But overall I love the kids because I just I just love them and I can't wait to have my own family and my own the own my, my little me's running around, my little mini me's. It's funny because that's what I am called in my family is mini me. <laughs> but that's just the one thing I can't wait. Um, second part of the question, is there anything for the past you're still working on? Um, uh, I don't really know, honestly. I think that's in time and moments when God will speak to me. I know there's things I need to work on. I'm not saying I don't have anything to work on. I know that I need to work on some things, but I don't know entirely what God needs me to work on at this moment because I went through a whole like big season, a big process of healing. Like, God has brought me out of so many voids that I was trying to fill in by temporary things. But even being in ministry, like between November and December, um, God had really spoken to me about um, opening up to my mom and just things I was going through and what I was feeling like and 
um, how I really felt with everything that was going on with my mom and her life, like, that, like, got me a point where me and my mom's, like, connection, just relationship increased and gotten better to the point that it's just, like, I could come to her to anything, and, um, like, I love my mom so much, even though we've been through a lot, I love my mom, and being able to feel like my mom is, um, how do I say this, understanding now, understanding me, it's like, man, okay, like, this is what it feels like to be heard after so many years of crying out and, you know, not only to be heard by God, but to hear by your mother. Cause I'm telling y'all you're the mother, the love of your mother or the love of your parents is like the love that you see for every day. So a love from the mother is like the one thing I love because no matter how many hardships and how many trials and tribulations and just seasons me and my mom went through, um, just supporting each other um, through my high school years and just growing with each other has made me realize a lot at this age now that being a parent is not easy. It is simply not easy, but it's so worth it because the kids are a blessing, even though when it sometimes may, may seem like you're not doing enough, that um, everything they do is for you. It's just outrighteously, like, it's, in, it's amazing because being a parent does not come with a... a a handbook of how to be a parent how to raise a kid so they're simply just going through it day by day and going with the flow but knowing what they've been taught and what what to do through uh, guidance and everything so my mom raising you know three boys and after my me and my brother she had to raise two girls like my sisters and stuff like that's a lot and so you know props to my mom my mom's a strong woman i love her she's the definition of a very strong woman like if i could think of a strong woman it would be my mom but yeah i think during that season of healing god has let me heal from a lot of things and man it was let me tell you guys right now even though it sucked so bad to go through that process of healing it was so needed like man i never cried as much as i have during that season because how much healing i was getting through and how much it hurt because i'm like it's just the process of healing that hurts so much because you have to embrace it all again you have to embrace what you felt you have to embrace that emotions that you put off to the side and the heart that you were literally closed up in that moment so like when you got to that season of healing it literally like broke everything out of me like i cried so hard like almost every day because it was like i never had time to let my emotions out you know like i never never really had to let myself get into the moment of letting myself get to that because i had to be tough for my little sisters and i had to be um kind of like the man of the house at that time too and so it was a tough moment because i pretty much my mom worked you know a couple jobs at uh, one time so i typically like i literally had to stay in to watch my sisters so like i had to raise my sisters pretty much like became a parent even though they weren't my kids so being in that position like man i know exactly what it felt like to be a parent even though i wasn't a parent but watching my sisters and getting close to them made our bond even stronger but i sacrificed a lot for them and so when i realized behind the story of or not the story, behind the scenes of what my mom had to do for us. It, it's like, man. But yeah, during those times, I really had to push my emotions aside. Even though if I wanted to hang out with friends or even go out, I really had to put my emotions aside. And so 
now through that season of actually healing and feeling it all, man, it got to me big time. God is so good. God let me experience that all. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> right in the chest. It hit me so hard. Like, it, it hit me hard. It's so like, I'm sorry. I'm looking for another question to answer, but it was, it hurt. It, it hurt big time. And so another question like i said i'm leaving the relationship questions to uh when it's time to do a relationship series and when god wants me to do it because as of right now i am not gonna put myself in the spot of doing it when i don't feel led to do it yet and i'm not gonna give advice about things that um i'm not led to speak in but there is personal questions to the relationship series and there's some that have been given to me so I will answer that in time when I break down what it's like to be a godly man. So, yes, if you're a godly man, please stay tuned because we're going to have a episode about becoming a godly man and what it says to be a godly man in biblical form. And, of course, because it says godly, but we're going to break down Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5, Ephesians chapter 5, and just a lot of other uh, verses and scriptures that the traits of a godly man. But, um, yeah. I just hope you guys are having a blessed night and thank you for tuning in once again. But um, this has been a amazing episode. Honestly, I feel like um, I just want to say thank you. Like I just the love you guys give and just being able to tune in. I just can't get my my mind off the fact that you guys are doing this. And I love you guys so much for this. Uh, man, I just had to feel this. I just got to feel this on my heart right now. Like I really do. I was kind of just going to wait. But now the spirit is telling me right now is that. I know in our life, we can go through tough times and even question things of in the seasons of waiting or just even the seasons of um, trying to figure out what we want to do in our life. I just want to let you know that God has everything in his plans and that everything that you're seeking for is going to be answered and it's going to come out to play. I don't know who this is for out there or who he's wanting me to speak to right now, but God just wants me to tell you that he loves you so much. And I know that things could be confusing. Things could look like it's going to be hard, but he's going to be there for you. He always brings me back to that, to Matthew, that time where the when Peter stepped out of the boat, like he's always bringing me to that because stepping out of faith is always going to be rocky. It's always going to be moving around like a sea. But distractions get to us and we can sink, but it just shows that no matter what distraction get to us, as long as we focus on God, his hand is going to pop up and he's going to reach for you. So in this time of like just going through this podcast, I just feel so led to say that like whoever is out there who is having a tough time and they feel like they're drowning, just know God is reaching out for you and that he wants you. He wants to pull you up and he is going to pull you up and he's going to place you back on the boat into safety until your storm to be at peace. And I just want to say that just keep going. I know it's going to be hard, but keep going. And today, young adults, we learned about uh, the Samaritan woman, about how they put a label on her. And I just want to say this to you right now. There's probably labels on you right now that have been probably been written by you or other people. But those labels are not from God. God has given you a label of worthiness, of fearfully and wonderfully made, a masterpiece, and somebody he loves, a child and a friend. And it goes even more depth into that. But if you're listening to this, like I said, man, God loves you so much. In times of when you need, God's there to answer you. And God is there to even hear you cry. 
Um, man, he's bringing me to a scripture right now. Oh, I almost dropped the Bible. And that's a bad, that's a no-no. But um, I want to go into this. It's Psalms 138. 138 is what he's bringing me to right now. And I just can't. Man, God is good. It's just like a feeling right now. And so it's amazing. Psalms 138. Let me go there. Right here. Right. Psalms 138, 7 through 8. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concern me. The mercy of the Lord endureth forever, forsake not by the works of thy own hands. So, God is it's saying that God is going to be there. God's going to reach forth his hand to grab you, and that he's going to reach out there and save you from your enemies and your storm. But at the same time, your works, your works are not going to save you, but only God's works that are going to save you. And... In that moment, I'm not saying that your works are going to save you and bring you to everlasting, but believing on Jesus was going to bring you everlasting. But your faith brings forth works, and it shows that you are faithful, and it shows that you're able to stewardship over things that God gives you, and that's through your works. But believing on Jesus and who he is is what's going to save you and bring you to everlasting life. Um, I just have another one that he's bringing me to, and it is Psalms 40. God has spoke this to me a lot of times, and I just want to say it to you guys because it just it, it touches my heart right now. Uh, forty oh Psalms forty forty. Blessed is that man that maketh forward his trust, and respect not the proud, nor such turn aside to lies. Simply trust in what God has for you. Trust in God, and don't be proud about the things that are going to be coming. I mean, be proud, but don't be puffed up. I Meaning, don't boast about it. Don't don't think that. Everything's going to come is worthy to share. The time of when it needs to be shared to be shared. But also don't turn aside the lies, meaning don't lie about things. But simply trust in what God's going to have for you. Don't lie about what is going to be coming and what God is going to do or if you think what God's going to do or how it's going to be play out. But simply just have trust. Don't lie about it. And simply just let him wait or let you wait into that time of need. But we're going to start closing up this. We're going to actually start wrapping up this podcast just because, one, I go. I can speak all day on this stuff, and I just want to say thank you. But I wanted to let this Sunday be about God even more. Yes, I'm recording this on Sunday, <laughs> so it'll be out tomorrow on Monday. But like I said, I'm gonna wrap this up, and I hope that you guys are having a blessed day. But hold up, before we wrap this up, I just want to pray over you. Pray over every person that's listening to this. So. Father God, I just want to say thank you for this day. Thank you for this individual that is listening to this podcast episode, Father. That every need that they want, everything they're struggling through, Lord, that you step in and you put it to the side or you put your hand on it and let them move in strength and just wisdom by your glory. That I know that you will take care of it, Father. And that everything that's coming to their table and that anything you present unto them, Lord, but let them be able to stewardship with faithfulness and as well with obedience in your name, Father. Lord, I know in times where we could be uh, hard-headed or just, you know, confused in times, but you don't bring the spirit of confusion. You bring the spirit of peace and joy and you bring wisdom and it brings a lot more than just wisdom, Father. It brings obedience and it brings just even a time of worshiping you, Lord. So, Father, I just ask that you put a hedge of protection around this person, that anything that's trying to get to them, any enemy tactics that are trying to get to them, Father God, that you simply will block it with your faithfulness and who you are for your strength, for you the king of kings, Lord of lords, Father God. We have faith in you and what you're going to do, Lord. I just want to say thank you for this individual and the person who they are and the love you give them. 
Lord, I just ask that you guide them in every single step of throughout their day and their life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys so much, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. But I'll see you all tomorrow for the next episode on Tuesday. So see ya.